Thank you, Lord of Lords. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. I want us to open our mouth tonight and begin to say, Lord, open up my understanding in a measure that I have never experienced before. Tonight, oh Lord, open up my understanding in a measure that I have not experienced before. in the name of Jesus, let's just pray again that the Lord God Almighty will give us that gift that he has assigned for us tonight, that even as we have come to Bible study, that blessing and the gift that he has apportioned for us tonight, that it will not elude us in the name of Jesus. Everyone here is going to go back home better than they came with the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone that joins tonight, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for tonight, Lord, for we have come again as your people, oh God, to feast on your table, to, to just drink, oh God, from your throne room this night, Lord. We ask that as we come expecting, Lord Jesus, that you would fill us tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, open up our understanding, oh God, in a measure that we have not experienced before. Let the dots begin to connect, oh God. Let the things that, that, that did not make sense, let them begin to make sense. And let the information begin to open up, oh God. Let the understanding just come tonight. Let us just realize that we have gotten a dimension of understanding that we have not touched before. In the Jesus. Father, I know Amen. that you are set to speak to your people, oh God. Father, Lord, I'm just a vessel. Speak to your people. 
touch your people and do that which you have planned to do tonight for your people in the name of Jesus. And all the glory and honor will be ascribed to your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. You're welcome to Bible studies. My name is Peggy Overt. And by the grace of God, I've been bestowed the privilege to guide us through Bible study tonight. Um, it's, it's an opportunity that I do not take for granted. And I just want to thank BPP for this opportunity to be on the hot seat tonight. And I pray that the sweet Holy Spirit would help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so last week... Um, Bible, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us were here for Bible study last week, and we were looking at um, entering into his rest. As we all know, the month of August is the month of rest, and the Lord has been speaking to us concerning this rest we are talking about. The rest, of course, we are, we are talking about is not just sleeping or sitting down. We're not talking about the physical. Of course, when we gather, we talk about spiritual reality, spiritual truths. And so we're talking about entering into his rest. One of the um, anchor scriptures for last um, week Bible study um, mentioned about how people have gone into captivity, um, you know, for lack of knowledge, as well as um, um, that scripture in Hebrew chapter six that said, Hebrew chapter four, sorry, that said there, verse nine, there remained therefore a rest to the people of God. 10 says, for he that is entered into his rest, he also had ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And BPP just took us through a lot of eye-opening um, all through that section and it was powerful how we how he related some things and then um, I know somebody asked a question about um, and then people talked about the yoke and and it was awesome so tonight I just want to um, talk with us about what I've titled sustaining in the place of rest so now it's one thing to come into the place of rest um, but it's another thing to sustain in that place of rest. It is, it is not a one-day affair when it comes to the issues of the kingdom of God. It is not a one-time one and for all times affair when it comes to um, the issues of God. I know there's um, the scripture that says we daily we take our cross and we follow. So it's not one of, we can get into a place of rest today. And if you do not do the things that you ought to do, to maintain that place of rest, you probably will just still fall out of it again. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay. Um, so the first scripture I would like to look at tonight is Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 to 6. Proverbs 
I'll just read it from here. Proverbs 3 and verse 5 to 6. I'm reading the King James Version. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And verse 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So I, I come to realize that many people, their default setting um, is to do things without God. And then when it doesn't work out, the way that they have planned. When it doesn't work out the way that they have planned, they come running to God, like God is their last resort. And this has been the case of a lot of people uh, that they keep running around in circles, things that they ought to just um, do easily or conquer easily. It becomes... Uh, a, a, a circle that is not easy to break simply because they 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 are not understanding this scripture that says in all thy ways no matter what it is that you are doing in the big things in the small things in the not so important things it is important that we trust not our own understanding we lean not on our own understanding we acknowledge God in all our ways Okay, so in the issues of life that we come across, we don't plan what happens. We don't know what is going to happen next. We may just have plans of our own. We may just have um, desires of our own. We may have an idea what or how we want things to go out, to play out. But there are so many factors that affect our lives as Christians or as people. There is the factor of light and darkness, God and the evil. So because... You just have a plan. You don't know what the spiritual implication is and you just go ahead. And before you know, you are hitting stumbling blocks. You are make, making uh, marking time. And then you are wondering, some people don't even wonder because they don't even know what's going on. But at some point in life, they come to realize that, oh, something is not right here. And then some people begin to find answers in the places that they should not be looking for answers to. And so this scripture is just bringing us to understand that in all our ways, we have to acknowledge, to acknowledge that there's nothing actually that we can do without God. Amen. I would like us to quickly also Amen. see um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8. And Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8. While I just quickly lay a background on um, the conversations we're going to have tonight by the guardians of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah chapter 17. Please, if you are a fast reader and you get there, you can just help us read so save time. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Okay. So said the Lord. Cursed be that man that trusted in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. For it shall be like the heat in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the past places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. Verse seven, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. 
for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. So you may want to take time to ponder on that scripture. But I think that it, it, it so explicitly explains how it is important to trust and hope only in the Lord God Almighty. Because for the, in the first instance, no man has the ability to sustain your breath. No matter how smart or powerful they are, they don't have the ability to sustain your breath. They don't have the ability to give you life. And so they can plan, they don't even have the ability to know what's going to happen next. All they can do is gain say or guess or try to see that this is, but when God wants to move, no one can stop him. So it is very important that we do not trust in flesh, ourselves, our abilities, our capacities, our belongings, our connections, our networks. It is very important that you understand that what sustains you actually is the grace of God. And so when we have strived by faith and by, uh, uh, by believing in God and we have come into that place of rest, it is also important to know that we, we must continually and consistently sustain that belief and trust in the Lord. So many of us make the error of um, th thinking or believing that after one battle is fought, then that's it. As Christians, as soldiers for Christ, as those people who are spiritually oriented, is every day. It's every day. You are a soldier that is in the battlefield every day. You don't lose God. If you lose God for one minute. When I say you don't lose God, I'm not saying now start carrying yourself cautiously. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But scriptures should not be ignorant of the devices of the wicked. So that means that even the devil said he was always going to and fro, looking for whom to devour. It doesn't rest. because It keeps trying. But the good thing is that we, we have, a, when we have an understanding of who we are, we know that we are not fighting these battles um, on our own. We are fighting from a place of victory. And that's why it's important to sustain in that place of rest. So I'm just going to share a story of um, one or two people that really struck me um, and wonder how some people, some of us or some people are given the opportunity to come into rest and it doesn't make sense to them. How many of us know that there are people like that? You give them like an opportunity to come into rest. Please, please, people should respond. Let me know that I'm not here alone tonight. Praise God. We're here, we're here, we're here. Hallelujah. Okay, Hallelujah. Thank, you. thank you, thank you. So I was just saying that there are people who they are presented with an opportunity, you know, to enter into the place of rest and remain, but they, they it doesn't make sense to them because they are trying to figure it out with their, with their physical human mind. And the human, the human mind cannot even comprehend. Should I say one, 
1% or 1,000% of what the capabilities, the ability of God is. You can only imagine. For every deep dimension that you think you have experienced with God, there is a deeper dimension. It's inexhaustible. And so that brings me to the story of Naaman. That's general in the Bible, 2 Kings chapter 5. Please turn your Bibles with me to 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1. 2 Kings. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him, the Lord had given, I don't know if it's the same in my Bible as it is in yours, because I can see that it's um, bold. The Lord, they wrote there is bold in capital letters. Say, because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, wear, would God, my Lord, wear with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of leprosy. So this little maid was telling the mistress to tell her husband that. I know there's a prophet in Samaria that I'm very sure can heal him of prophecy, of, of leprosy, sorry. And, and one went in and told his Lord saying, thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. Now the king of Syria said, go to, go and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel and he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver and 6,000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel. Remember that the maid had told them that there is a prophet. There is a prophet in Samaria. And that they should go to that prophet. It's the prophet that, has the, the, that, that can um, help him to recover from the leprosy. But now he said, and he brought, the, okay, now the king has given him a letter and said, go to the king of Israel. And now he departed and he took all of those things. Verse six, and he brought the letter to the king of Israel saying, now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have there with sent Naaman, my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth sent unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. Because the king is like, I don't have this. I don't even know how. Uh, this king is just looking for a way to set me up so that I will come and I will have a good reason to come and destroy me. But let's look at verse 8. It says, and it was so 
when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Hallelujah. It's like people have Somi saying, go and tell them to bring them to Somi. They will know that we have prophetic people in Somi. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so this, the whole nation, because when, when the king of the nation is not at peace, the whole nation is automatically in trouble. The whole nation, the king now is saying, ah, they want to come and destroy us. Finally, I can see where this is going to. But Elisha had the spirit of God. And he said, send him to me now. He didn't say, you know what, wait, let me go and cantal Abadosh and come back after seven days. And then we can now try. Why? He's already in that place. He's, he's always in that place. That place of constant fellowship with God. He knows that there, once you come to God, God cannot fail him. There's a level of relationship you have with someone that you understand that, hey, this person can't fail. This person can't do this. This person can't do that. It's a level of connect, koinonia. And so he said, verse, verse, um, yes, verse nine. So Naaman came with his horses and with, his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. He didn't go inside. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, go and wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be, shall be clean. And thou, and thou shalt be clean. He didn't say, you know what? Um, now that you have come to me, the prophet Elisha, I'm going to look critically onto your case and then uh, we'll see what I can do for you. He sent a, he sent a messenger because before Neman would get to him, he has already downloaded the strategy. He, he, he already got it like on lockdown that this is what it is. So even if he didn't see Neman in his face, even whatever else is that instruction. That, is, that was the strategy for Naaman. And then he sent him. But what did Baba Naaman do? Okay. Verse 11. But Naaman was wrought and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me. Arrogance. He did not say, I thought he would invite me in. I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Many of us are waiting for the gen, 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 when it's just a simple matter. Many of us are here as we speak on this call that are limiting, we are limited or we are not getting into that breakthrough that we are expecting or getting the answers to that prayer or that miracle that we are so much believing God for simply because we are looking out for giant structures, giant instructions, gi mighty things, you know, that yes, when, they, when you do it by your works, you want it to look like, man, I, I've done this work, so I deserve it. No, it may be in the little thing. You may be here 
the key to your multi-billion dollar investment or business may just be one small, silly looking idea. And you're sitting on it because it doesn't make sense to you. But the Lord is giving you that nudging. Maybe one day you just saw, for example, uh, I'm not saying that everybody should go and start buying cotton wool. <laughs> Maybe you just saw cotton wool and the Lord is just telling you, you know, consider this cotton wool and see how you could process it, you know, such that you can use it to make hand um, towels. Excuse me. And you're like, oh. All the one billion and sixteen brand of brands of towel in the market. I've definitely buying it. Is this one? Surely it cannot be the Lord telling me to do this. I've heard Papa Debo share a testimony about how God used ground nuts to bless to make somebody a multi-millionaire. Granuts. Everybody has been frying granuts this way. You just fry the granuts and add this. Finish. So some people it will look so so flimsy, so inconsequential. But remember the story of Moses when he was expecting God in the thunder, in the fire, but it was a still small voice that came. We're talking about sustaining in the place of rest. When you are in that place of rest, you walk from God's rest, but you still need to lean. On, on, not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, you still need to acknowledge the Lord and acknowledge that when God gives an instruction, it may not, of course, his ways are not our ways. Neither I thought at all. So it may not even tally with what you have in mind. Some people are here. They are praying for a job. And the Holy Spirit is leading them to go and start washing car or to just go and start visiting a particular baba. They say, which was now the relationship? God, I'm asking you for a job. If you are not ready to give me a job, just let me know. I will be patient. Maybe it's not yet the time or season. But God is sending you to go to that barber shop. You don't know if that's where you are going to hear a conversation that's going to transform your life and get you that job that you are planning or that you have been hoping for. Or even, of course, when God does this, it does it a lot better than we expect or we even plan. Praise God. So um, he said, and then Naaman said, verse 12, we're reading 2 Kings chapter 5, um, reading from the King James Version. Verse 12, he said, and not Abana and Farpa, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel. But by you that have the problem. Is you that is choosing how the solution will come. May God deliver us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 He said, may I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Imagine that this man was willing to go and continue living with his leprosy. Indeed, may the Lord light, shine his light upon our hearts and show us proper understanding in the name of Jesus. And this servant came near and spake unto him and said, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much 
rather than when he said to thee, wash and be clean. Uh, I don't know if this Igbo language is correct. Then after the servants have spoken to him, then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you guys, but me, when I read this scripture, I was like, God, you see, you're so merciful. And after this man has done all this, um, according to uh, people in the streets, <laughs> all the agidi that he wants to show, he still gave him this miracle. And many people would wonder, Shay is by faith. It's supposed to be when you have faith and you connect. But the Lord will do what he will do. He would have mercy on who would have mercy on. And at the end of the day, it will be that the glory, it will be for his glory. Because look at what he said after that, after he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. This time, he had time to stand before the prophet. And he said, behold, <laughs> hallelujah. Now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. You see that one line where he says, I know, now I know there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. May that be the story of our lives. May, may our lives continue to show people on a daily Amen. basis. May people continue to say those words Amen. because of us. Let them Amen. see our lives. Amen. Let them get Amen. testimony from Amen. our lives. Let them, let them interact with us. And because by the reason of their interaction with us, they experience Amen. the power of God. Then they will come to say this, that now I know that there's no other God on earth but your God. Amen. Amen. In the name Amen. of Jesus. So this is one of the people that, because I'm, I was talking about how we get into the place of rest and we want to still do it our own way. Neymar wanted to do it his own way. Or rather, he thought there were better ways to do it. He thought there were better ways to go about on that, about getting his healing. And he was even willing. How how? How pathetic he was willing to go and to go on living with his leprosy. There are some people, they feel like their problem is so big. The solution you should give to them has to be mighty. My brother and sister, I think that that has to do only with the medical field in, in the human life. You know, the bigger the problem, the bigger the, the solution or the efforts that would bring the treatment. But God's ways are not our ways. So one of the ways to sustain in the place of rest is acknowledging that the ways of God are not our ways. It's by trusting him daily in all our ways. In everything we do, we trust in him. I mentioned earlier that strategy, when God does something for us, he does it perfectly. In your, own, in your own calculation, 
you might have a beautiful design and pattern on, on how you begin to earn in seven figures, in eight figures. But what God may have for you, if you follow a strategy, may be for you to pay someone in seven figures or eight figures. And so some of us, because we feel like, okay, we've done our best, we've done our beats, uh, we've earned where we are, we are so satisfied with where we are, not knowing that that place that we are is like the, the, the um, play group stage of where God has in stock for us. We are so content with that part. How about the story of Esther? And how um, her man wanted to destroy the people of Israel. How many of us know that Esther downloaded divine strategy to handle that issue? Because Esther would have been able to tell the king that that moment that after the king granted that the people, um, you, you guys really need to watch super book stories because so it's so vivid, like it's so easy to understand and just you, you just begin to ponder on it because it's visual. So after the king granted her access, you know, to audience to um, by pointing the scepter at her. If it's me, <laughs> I don't know, God will help me in the name of Jesus. If it's me, I will just shout, my husband or my king, my king, my king, they want to kill my people, they want to kill my people. This is the man that wants, I will just start talking, blah, 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 blah. That may, maybe the king will not say, ah, okay, no, calm down, you know what? Hey man, I fire you, don't do this again. Or, you know, it may, she may get results, but it cannot be like the whole complete package that God gave to her in the end. We know the story. You can just go over and read it again in your free time. God gave her the strategy. God said, okay, you know what? Invite him for a banquet. Make sure he comes with that man. Why did he not say, come with another person? Make sure he comes the first time. And during the first banquet, invite him for another one. And that's when you now say this, 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 and this. Remember Esther, when Esther took a fast, the whole nation of Israel, they were fasting. And so the divine instruction came. And so it was this is Second Chronicles chapter twenty. There was a war that was to be fought, a mighty war. That you are supposed to go and be bringing all the best of the best arsenals. And God says, put a choir in front of the warriors, of the soldiers. Strategy. When we one of the benefits of that place of rest, walking from the place of God's rest, is that you download divine strategies. You save yourself resources, time, and effort. You spare, you, you, just, you just get things like done and you are wondering so, why so much is. The same way, I remember a story that BPP, I, I think I shared it once or twice on this Bible study. In the Bible, one of our Bible studies where he said, um, where it was where it was working, um, God told him that um was going to they were going to make him an offer, he should reject the offer, they will make him a counter offer, a second offer, he should reject it, then the third one he should accept it. Strategy. It was after we, we have accepted the second one, say, ah, please God, don't be angry with us. So it was the way the offer looked. Could not 
but God, God has the whole package figured out. You know, he sees everything like a plane. He knows whatever it is that you think that you are going through. He knows your story. He knows your story. Community even say he wrote your story. He knows you. You don't even know yourself. You don't know the things that you are capable of. Hello. Many of you may know how you behave when you are a millionaire, but you don't have an idea how you behave when you become a billionaire. Except you start consciously training your mind. Even when you are training your mind, when you still get to that point, you still need to retrain your mind because there is a difference between imagination and reality. Many people say, man, if I, if I, if I become this one, no, I, me, I will maintain relationship. I will do this. I will do that. <laughs> they just swear them in as honorable commissioner. They'll first change their line, change their house address, change the, uh, no, no, hello, hello. Voice will change. Everything will change. And sometimes some of them are, are, are true to themselves. They say, I didn't know how I became like this because that's not how they planned it. But these things have a way of affecting you. But God knows. God sees every battle that you are going to fight. God sees every blessing that, in fact, he planted them there. Now he designed your life from when you were in your mother's womb. He knew you. He called you by name. He knew that in the year 2022, this is what you will be doing. This is where you should be. Even though we humans, by our own stubbornness and lack of understanding, we try, we, we do things that can, that can um, should I say, torpedo or derail us from that plan. But it's still in his infinite mercy, brings something sweet. Whenever he's always there, arms wide open, whenever you are ready to come back on course, it continues with you as if you never left. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sustaining in the place of rest. So sustaining means, you know, they, they used to have a popular parable. And it's not getting to the top that matters. It's remaining or maintaining the top that matters. Really, if you if you use like an effort of 10, for example, to get to the top, you need to do like 100 to maintain it. <laughs> so in that place of rest, what are those things that you... In, in in your normal life, everyday life, what are those things that you you think that ah, well, yeah, at this point, let me just give up on it. The question is, first of all, did God tell you about that? If you are so sure and you're so convinced that God has told you about this, do you hold on to it? How do you continue to, to contend? BPP has told, taught us about contending. You don't just Say what's gonna be is gonna be. You contend for these things, you hold on to his word. That's another way of sustaining in the place of rest, holding on to his word. The story of Peter. Jesus was going to preach, say, borrow me your boats. <laughs> Brother Peter has been toiling all night, did not see fish to cash. If it's some people, borrow me your boats, what do you mean? 
what do you mean? Our character and our attitude also have a role to play. Some of us are angry with God for things that we have done by ourselves or caused by ourselves. And Jesus said, Peter, borrow me your boat. Uh, just bring it forward a little bit. Let me stand there so I can talk to the people. And then Jesus used his boat to preach to the people. And after preaching, he said, let out your net for a catch. And Peter said, nevertheless, we have toiled all night, but nevertheless at thy word. What do you think is a situation that looks like it's so helpless, it's so hopeless? There is nothing that we can do. You have come to your wit's end. In, in fact, you have thought about it. In fact, you just take time sometimes to sit down and really reason your life. And you just decide that, no, nah, no, 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 no. This life is not working. What is the word of God saying? How ready are you to hold on to that word? Father Abraham was giving a word that we have a son that, uh, uh, and that he'll be the father of all nations. He would, be a, he would have the promise, a promised child, Isaac. How many years? We are 25 years or more. 25 years or more. He kept holding on to it. Oh, of course, he was doing other things on the side, and that's another thing we'll talk about. But he didn't lose sight of that, of that promise. And because God will not repent from his word, God, God honors his word. Once he has said it, he'll do it. Your, permit me to even say your own, contribution to the matter may be what we even push the time of manifestation. Some of us we are waiting on God. I don't like using the example, but I don't have a choice right now. We're waiting on God for a husband. But we're busy trying out our wife. But we're busy trying out so many options. When you go to, the, to a restaurant, a classy restaurant, and you place your order, and they say, okay, so sir, we have, we have taken your order. Your, your meal is going to be ready in 45 minutes. You wait for 45 minutes. You probably take a few drinks and just watch the, enjoy the ambience of the environment and chit chat. But you don't go and start getting food from Mama Put or Ya Basira to hold your side before the food will come. So when you sit on the table to wait on God, wait. Really wait. Wait on that promise. <laughs> you know, right? You wait. It may look like this thing, ah, you. You're not going to be asking, are you sure this wait that I'm waiting? That's another thing you should not do when you are waiting. Don't start questioning, are you sure God is aware? Are you sure God heard me where the last time? Maybe I should go and shout again. Peter said, nevertheless, at that word, it's been a frustrating night. He's been trying. He has tried all the, uh, uh, um, 
strategy that he knows as a professional fisherman. Peter was a professional fisherman. He had a deadline. If you watch um, Chosen, that's, um, yeah, that they acted that part too. You know, he was a professional. He went out at the best time to catch fish. He did, he has a good net, he did everything. So it's possible for him to tell Jesus that, ah, hey, that you won't come teach me my work. Are you a fisherman? For people that don't understand fishing, are you the one that will come and teach me what I've been doing all my life? Do you know me? Ask of me on these shores. They know me. I'm Peter. I'm Simon. They know me. I'm an, I'm an expert fisherman. I, I, I can boldly tell you that you cannot see any fish to catch again. So please don't stress me. If you don't want to pay me, if you don't want to appreciate me for using my boat, it's fine. I didn't ask you for any payment. So I said, Master, I've toiled all night to just so that we are clear on that. So you're not saying that you're not try. But nevertheless, at thy word, what is that situation you are going through? You have done everything. Ah, they've told you that. If you go to Baba Oshobo, he's a strong pastor. If he lay hands on you seven times, the answer will come. Oh, if you if you um, if you do the uh, Catholic people, they have this rosary. They read over issues. If you read that rosary for sixty-six times, your answer will come. Oh, if you fast for seven days dry, your answer will come, and you have done everything that you think you know to do. It has not yielded any fruit. Ask yourself, is this the instruction? Am I working with the instruction? Is this what God had told me or what God told me to do? It is only when you apply the strategy of God that you get a complete miracle, wholeness. Some of us may be doing stuff and in our mind we are, we are making it, you know, some little, little things are dropping. But are you working in completeness? Is that the best of you that you can be? Sustaining in the place of rest. You have to, you have to be able to hold on to the word of God. Contend with that word. Contend with that word. It may look like, oh, everything just suddenly went blank. Everything just suddenly went blank. All of a sudden, nothing is happening. God is not saying anything again. And so a couple of weeks ago, I was driving somewhere and I was just using Google Map and the Lord began to teach me something with the Google map. I was so amazed that I was almost screaming. And you know, what he was showing me was how, how like the Google map is supposed to give, like is like an instruction or it gives you direct directions somewhere to a particular location. And so the way it works is that it gives you, it says, for example, in one kilometer turn right, between that point where it says in one kilometer turn right till maybe you are at 200 meters, it doesn't say anything again. It's blank. 
So imagine the Holy Spirit has given you an instruction, says, um, for now, from now to two weeks' time, I want you to wake up by 1 a.m. and just shout hallelujah and go back to sleep. And then it goes quiet. And you are maybe after four days, five days, you are wondering, ah, uh ah, -uh, Holy Spirit has not said anything again since so. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit has been quiet. But on that Google map, when it gets to close to that next point where you need your next instruction or your next reminder, it tells you again, it says in 100 meter, turn right. But what happens is this, when, when, it's, it's, when the Google map stops speaking, the direction is still on the screen. So if you keep your eyes on the screen, which in this case, in our case, would be in, on the word of God, on the written word of God, the Bible, search for that situation or whatever fits that situation on the scripture. Keep your eyes on it, ponder on it, stay with it until the next instruction comes. I know uh, we say the Bible is the written word, logos, right? Then the, the, uh, the revealed word is the rema. So God works with us, with everything. The Bible is complete. If you cannot situate your, your, yourself or your, the understanding or revelation that you are looking for, the, the clarity you are trying to get, if you are not situated in the word of God, then maybe you are not just yet getting it. So if you keep your eyes on the screen, on the Google map, you'll be able to notice when two bends, two, two roads are very close to each other, but you would know the one that has been colored your direction. So the scripture keeps you in check. Your eyes must not get off the word of God. You must continually stay focused on the word of God. I have never seen a people so, I don't want to use the word annoying or confusing or confused as the people that left Egypt, the Israelites that left Egypt and they were going to the promised land. Moses, they told Moses, okay, Moses came to them and, and they, they cried for God to send the help or someone to deliver them. And God sent Moses to them. And Moses spoke with them and said, this is, um, okay, it was going, God had told him to go and tell Pharaoh to let his people go. Moses, between the first time Moses appeared with, um, before Pharaoh and when they finally left Egypt, we know a lot of things that transpired. And these people were seeing it. It wasn't happening behind them. That's why Goshen today is, 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 is um, something that we, we hear, that we know of. They saw how God did mighty works to bend Pharaoh, to force Pharaoh's hand, to let them go. They saw it too. But every time they go to a little impediment, they turn their back on God. Every time, every single time, they, they just got to a little 
um, should I say, the end time they had a little challenge. They have started complaining, ah, Moses, Moses, you would have just left us in Israel, for, for in Egypt for us to die. At least in Egypt, there will be graves. So, you know, ask yourself, well, you don't know that it was the same God that, that did that last one that said we should keep going. You don't have an idea that if God has done that one before, he will be able to do the next. Every time. These are people who, who had seen the pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire. They'll get to a place, no water to drink. They'll start complaining. How many of us here are like that? How many of us here? God has done different things for you. He has given you miracles that are really awesome. But they're so quick to forget when they come before the next battle. One of the ways to sustain in the place of rest is to constantly remind yourself of yourself of the things that Christ has done in the past for you. You may say, oh, he has never done anything for me. Ah, no, 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 no. In all my life, there is nothing. But I put it to you that God does miracles for you every day. When you wake up, you didn't wake yourself up. When you stand and you walk on both your feet, you didn't help yourself. You are not standing by your grace. You don't know all the battles, all the things that he shielded you from. You don't know all, all the, the things that he has, he has protected. He didn't even want you to see it. Because if you saw it, you would have maybe died of the shock of seeing it. Of, of seeing that that's the kind of things that the enemy plans. It's three, three uh, uh, points agenda to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Destroy. Where there, where there is joy, scatter it. Where there is peace, steal their peace. Three point agenda. Everything that it does, vision and mission statements is aligned to that. Looking for who to devour. So do you think that you, you have one, one, one particular thing that is this about you that makes the enemy not to devour you? That's just all about you. Ah, since, since I have started, I graduated 15 years ago. I don't have a job. My mates. <laughs> ah, fine girl like me. Nobody will ask me out. Nobody wants to marry me. Ah, fine boy like me, I have money, I have everything, but no girl will agree to marry me. Ah, anointed, anointed person like me, nobody, nobody would, would, would even want to put me to, 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 to nobody wants to even put me on trial. Nobody would want to associate with me. I have so much anointing. I pray and the sick get healed. I evangelize to people and all of a sudden they are crying and they, they get convicted and they, they give their life to Christ. But look at me, she, she, no, they my pocket. And for people that don't understand pigeon, look at me, I don't have a, a cent in my pocket. So I don't have any money in my pocket. I can barely feed, I can barely do this, I can barely do that. 
why don't we begin by thanking God for the little things? Thanksgiving also is a very important component. It's another thing that would sustain you in that place of rest. Because the more you begin to ponder and, 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 and consistently just think and meditate upon God's goodness over your life, the more you begin to appreciate just even the breath of hair in your nostrils, the more it begins to open up. How many of you, when you do something nice for someone and you're expecting that person to come back to say thank you, and the person just looks at you and like, okay, you try. The next time you have some opportunities, you probably will not want to call that person because that person is an ingrate. Thanksgiving. Be thankful for the little things. Be thankful for the little things. The big things may not be here yet, but trust me, surely they are on their way if you just remain consistent. Sustaining in the place of rest. I will still hear people of God. Yes, mama, we're here. Yes, yes we're here. Thank you. The little things. Ah, God, thank you all. Today I didn't starve. I didn't have to beg anyone to eat. Even if I didn't get the, the um, well, I brought people. <laughs> Even if I didn't get the mac and cheese and um, chicken and all of that that I wanted, at least I ate moi moi <laughs> and I'm okay. My mother told me a story of, of someone who had wanted to go and commit suicide because they didn't have enough so he didn't have enough and all he had was i'm going to use um all he had was moi moi one wrap of moi moi so for people that don't understand moi moi is bean pudding but we can use um, bean pudding we can use biscuits in this scenario because we don't have any lack of better explanation if you don't understand the moi moi scenario analogy and he had that one wrap of one way and he carried the rope, tied it on the, on the tree, you know. So his plan was once he eats that one wrap of one way, you know, he would just hang himself on that rope and die because that was the last thing he had in his whole life. And so he stood on the place he was going to tie himself, opened the one way, ate it and threw the leaf down so as he was about to carry the rope and put on his neck someone comes along picks up the leaf of the moimoy licks it and say ah god thank you at least i've gotten a taste in my mouth that i can drink water on and survive for today tomorrow is another day thank you jesus and the guy that had the moimoy looked at himself and said oh how foolish i am or how foolish am I that I would have the whole food and not be grateful for the whole food? But yeah, it's somebody who is picking up the rem it's not even remnants. It's not even remnants. Let's just say the crumbs from, from what I had whole and I was ungrateful for. 
this person is licking the packaging of this food that I have, and the person is being grateful. Be thankful for the little things. For some of us, our doors have not opened because we have not learned the principle of thanksgiving. You give in, he said, in all circumstances, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Some of us, the key. So that's big door. Thanksgiving. And we are not looking at it. And we do not even realize it. Are you want to, to always want, ah, God, but why? Why me? God, when? Ah, that one is a popular slogan on Instagram. You see something nice that you really like. God, when? How about God? Thank you for where I am. Thank you for this stage because I know that you are not done with me. How about God? Thank you. Ah, God, you know, I was really looking forward to getting that oil and gas job, but thank you for this small, this, this one that you have given me. The first job that BPP ever did in his life, it didn't look like it. It didn't look like it. It, it, because he had dreams of oil and gas. It was wire, wire and cable. Look up me that kid. But that was a starting point. God knew he needed something on his CV to, to just reflect so that these next people would see and these next people would call. Be thankful for the little things. That's one of the ways to sustain in the place of rest. If you are not grateful, in fact, ingratitude is another expression of pride. You feel like you deserve it and you got it so. No, we don't deserve anything. All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. The, the uh, uh, reward for sin is death. If you want to be feeling like entitled, if not for the grace of God, if not for the blood of Jesus that was shed to redeem us, that's all we deserved. So his grace and his mercies turned the curse of our ship. So we're not entitled to anything. <laughs> we are not entitled to anything. Some of us, God is bringing us through a process. I always like using food to do analogy. The, 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 the amount of time you put into preparing a three-course meal is not the amount of a proper meal, even one proper meal. It's not the amount of time you use to fix noodles. So you have a destiny that is elaborate, that is, that is huge that affects not just one person, that affects not just you, not just the whole nation, a generation. And you think that your preparation or your process time will be the same as somebody whose destiny is just to affect the whole street. It's not possible. So give thanks to God for where you are. Thank him because you know that he's able to take you to where he wants you to be. Not where you desire to be, except where you desire to be is exactly where he wants you to be. And that's, that's when you see that you get things done um, quickly. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Many times we, we, stay, we stay focused on the wrong door, praying fire and brimstone to bring the wrong door down. And God in his mercy is refusing to answer that prayer to open the wrong door for you and you are angry. God is telling you, my daughter, my son, if I open this door, it will consume you. I love you too much to open this door for you. How about ask me where I want you to be? And then you, you feel like things are not working. Things are not working. I just can't get why things are not working. Go back to the drawing board. Where is the drawing board? Your place of communion with your master. With the one who designed your life. In a family, if they give you something to hide and you know for sure that you are the only one that's going to hide it, except the person, another person knows where you usually hide it, they will search everywhere and they won't see. Hours, even days, they may be searching if you're not at home. But you just come and go to the place, pick it up and bring it out. Why? You, you kept it, you designed it. So nobody can help you if God is not helping you. Nobody can help you if God is not helping you. And when God is helping you, of course, he orchestrates meetings, he orchestrates relationships, he orchestrates events. One of the biggest clients I have today in my business, it was just one day that I was feeling so unwilling to go for, what unwilling? No, no. I was going, I went for prenatal classes and everything, but I was feeling so unwilling to communicate and everything, but somehow God just did one, two, two interventions and a conversation happened and then another conversation happened and another conversation happened and I landed that client without hustling. Sustaining that place of rest has to do with you just following the leading of the Holy Spirit every time. Every time. Not getting too familiar with, ah, now so God, they tell me I did one before. Sorry. That's the way God tells me to do it. That's the way God told me to do it the last time. I'm sure that's the way to do it this time. No, don't become too fa over familiar with the spirit of God that you now forsake the place of constant. You see, there is an emphasis on the constant. It's not a one time and for like, Okay, let me just fellowship for 12 hours per day so that tomorrow, next tomorrow, five days time, I will, I will, I will be all right, even if I don't. Every day, go. Father, Lord, I'm here. Oh, what's the plan? In fact, sometimes just even stay here. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
things will work and things can work. Things will change and things can change. Don't let the devil bombard your mind with, uh, with the it's over for you mentality. It's not over for you. God has the final say. God has the final say. God is wise. He's all-knowing. He knows that the devil will continually come to battle our minds. He continually come to tell lies and whisper error into our mind. And so he told us to put on the whole armor of God. We should put on the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation will protect your mind from the, 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 the evil lies of the wicked. Who's the one of the names that we call Jesus is that he's the king of salvation. Realizing and understanding the gifts of salvation will give you a confidence in the God of your salvation. Once you know and, and it's in your head, trust me, every day, that is why the devil works tirelessly to prevent you from knowing and understanding what God, who you are in Christ, what God has for you, the, what you can do because of what, where God has placed you, who is man, that you are mindful of him. God has deposited himself in you. So the devil walks to fight tooth and nail to make sure that you don't recognize that fact. The helmet of salvation. Once you allow that sink in, that you are not even in this race by your own power. You are not even alive by your own power. You are not the one who is your own sustaining grace. Once you have that understanding, if you think that you made a mistake, you will run back to the God of your salvation. If you think that your information is out of sync, you would run back to the God of your salvation. And if the devil comes with his lies, you will rebuke him and he will flee from you. Because the devil will fight your mind. It will make you feel like, ah, it's finished for you. Who will answer you now? Maybe one place that you have put all your hope that, ah, this is my uncle. If I just talk to him, he's just going to give me one million naira to set up my business. If I can just get that one million naira, I'll just get the business going. You know, when you nearly get an idea, you're all fired up and you want to act on it. You know, the things that's just coming to your mind, the calculations that you make and you jot it down step by step. And then you take the first step. Then you work. So, well, it's one of those things. I didn't expect it to just work. You try the second step. It didn't work. Well, 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 I still have some other options. I still have some cards up my sleeve. You try again, it doesn't work. Ah, now you are becoming troubled. What's going on? All of my um, mutations and combinations, they, they are falling off like a pack of cards. What's going on? And then you try and try and try. And you get to the point where the strategy book says the end. Ah, what's going to happen now? I've gotten to the end. What am I going to do now? Then you begin to panic and the devil comes and says, I told you now, I told you I'm out to nothing this is your life. 
And you say, yeah, it's like I'm not going, it's like I'm not going to Amata. Are you sure, Amata? You have already started listening into his lies. The same um, example that people gave some time ago about how depressing thoughts come. Ah, you just suddenly remember your uncle tried this, uh, like to make it 150 times he failed. Ah, your uncle. Ah, even the grandfather. Ah, it's like he runs in our family. That's the end. And you accept defeat. That's not you. That's not your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Whatever the devil thinks he has against you, whatever he comes to bring to your mind, fight it. The only way you can fight it away from your mind is with the helmet of salvation, understanding that you are bought of a high price. Understanding that Jesus died on the cross for you, not, not, it's not blood of goats or ram or animals that was shed for you. It was the blood of Jesus. Some people will say the blood of God. The ultimate. There's no higher price. And he paid your bills and he paid extra. Paid everything off and made you more than conqueror. So understanding the gift of your salvation will also help you to sustain in the place of rest. Anytime the devil comes with the scary, scary, scary story, scary this, scary that, blowing things out of proportion, doing everything, you say, calm down. I know who I am in Christ. I know who I am in Christ. If nothing can happen to me, if my father has not said it, you check all the words that he has given to you. Ah, God told me about something that I will do for him in 2025. So are you to come and tell me I'll die in 2022? Doesn't balance. Doesn't add up. There are words and there are words, but the words spoken by God are the only ones that will stand. Many are the counsel, counsel or thoughts in the heart of man, but only the counsel of the Lord stands. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's quickly read Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 13. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 13. Isaiah 41, 13. For I, the Lord thy God will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, for I will help thee. Fear not, for I will help thee. For I, the Lord thy God, if God has said he will help you, who is he to tell you that you are without help? Who is he to tell you that you are without help? Who is he to tell you that ah, you are on your own? You are not on your own. <laughs> the lion of the tribe of Judah is solidly behind you. Who is he that says a thing and it comes to pass when the Lord God has not said it? So whatever situation it looks like, ah, um, 
uh, things were going so well, things were going so smooth, all of a sudden, it just suddenly stopped. And I've not been able to, to kickstart it from that point. Uh, maybe I've exhausted, I don't even know how people, people hear some things and they just, they, they just accept it. I remember when I was pregnant with my first child and I went to the hospital, I had a, a situation one day and I went to the hospital and the doctor said, it, it is threatened miscarriage. I said, sorry, sir, it's not threatening miscarriage. My stomach just pained me a little bit. There are some people that say some things to you. You are not able to speak it out directly. But me, sometimes I whisper it to, but I must say it in my heart that eh, eh, that's not the one that God has said. You, 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 you just understand the one that God has said. That's why he said it now. Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Wisdom is the principal thing in order to get, get understanding. Understand that one that God has said. God did not say you should go and have an in-depth knowledge of the people that used to go and spend a lot of time and money and resources to gather knowledge on demonology witchcraft and their and their expressions. And they will now minimize the power of God Almighty. That's an error. Spend time to get an understanding of the power of God Almighty and every other thing looks small when you, when you come in contact with it because you would know you would know. Ah, you, you would know. Even if, no matter how they twist it and turn it, you would know that no, no, uh, uh, it, it won't even sit well with your spirit. Your spirit will not accept it. I went to the hospital the other time and the doctors were telling me, ah, your sugar level is this, is that, you are diabetic. I said, no, sir, I'm not diabetic, sir. They did the sugar test. The number was off the roof. I said, I can see your results, but I'm not diabetic. I said, no, I'm not wishing evil on you. I'm just telling you what your results. I said, yes, sir, I understand what you are saying. You are saying the one you are. I understand what you are saying, sir, but no, sir, I'm not diabetic. And then they said, okay, I understand, I understand, but take this medication, go home and go and take it. Ah, and I was battling with myself. I, did, I was restless. Can <sighs> I take this medicine? Should I not take it? If I take it, does it mean I don't have it? And one voice was like, Shebi is God that gave the pharma pharmacist the wisdom to understand how to make the medicine. So if you still take it, it's still to the glory of God. Even doctors say, um, we treat, God heals. But I still was not settled. And the minute, when, when I wasn't settled, I realized that that was not the way God wanted it to go. Don't get me wrong. God can say, I'm going to give you a miracle medically because there are people who still undergo the same treatment and not make it and not get cured. But you would, that's, that's for, if God says that's the way it's going to go, that's the way it's going to go. I remember there was somebody too that had a medical issue and one day BPP was praying for the person. It was one somebody I knew from secondary school, one very young girl. 
And then BPP said, yes, God said he's going to do this one, but the solution is going to come medically. Because it was a medical error that even got her where she was. That's the story for another day. So I told the doctor, no, sir. I got home and I told myself, this medication, I won't take it. I would adjust my feeding and all, even if I really didn't want food, because I, 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 I don't like controlling what I eat. God will help me, you know? But I adjusted, did a few adjustments, drank beetroot, not trying to, to help the hand of God. I was just doing whatever would take my mind off the medication. I was just doing it. And so they, they told me to come like after one week. I think it was the night before I went, I forgot and I went to eat plenty of rice. <laughs> plenty of rice is carbs and that's sugar. So I was like, hey, I forgot you know, it's tomorrow that is the day they will do the repeat test. But I said, anyway, my God, my doctor, when they check, I was even saying it in the house. I said, when they check the blood, they will see it and they will be shocked. And I will say, it's Dr. Jesus. <laughs> and so I went there. They did the test. And the first thing the doctor said was, oh, madam, I see you have been taking your medication. I said, I did not take any medication. No. I did not take any medication. And I said, it's Jesus that did it. But you know, I had planned that I would shout that it's Dr. Jesus. I was not able to shout at that time. I just felt that it's just me and the doctor in the office. No need to. But the thing happened again another time. And this time, the results, the doctor came with confused face in the waiting area where everybody was. I said, I don't understand. Your blood does not have any excess sugar. Your blood sugar level is normal. And I shouted, it's Dr. Jesus. So and everybody busted out laughing. What am I trying to say? At that point, I, I held on to my to what the confidence that I have in Jesus. I held on to it. When the doctors told me about the sugar, it was worrying for me. It worried, it worried me. We are humans. We can we, we worry. But don't let the worry drag your attention away from the only help that you have that is sustainable. So sustaining in that place of rest, you have to consistently remind yourself of the things that God has done before, of the things that God has said in his word, of the things that you know God is capable of doing. And that is what he said with him, nothing shall be impossible. So that means he's capable of doing any and everything as long as it is what he desires. So brothers and sisters, things may not be working out the way you have calculated it, envisioned it, planned it, you are expecting it. But if you can really, truly trust in the Lord God Almighty, he will beautify it. He will beautify it. After Peter said, nevertheless, at that word, he cast the net. And what did he get? A net-breaking catch. Neighbors were helping him to pack his, his, his fish. Friends and well wishers, even the ones that have been calling you failure, you don't have anything, you don't know how to do this, this one, all, all the ones that were mocking him. They all came to see. 
they all came, some came to help, some came to see so that they can go and narrate. It will be before, before Peter would get to his house, his villagers have heard that the fish that Peter caught to Desha, nobody has seen it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So in concluding, I would just like to say that you should completely depend on God to remain in the place of rest. He's the one that said, come unto me, all you that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If Otedola comes and tells you now that, you know what, all your scoofies, or for people that don't know Otedola, you know Bill Gates and the billionaires of the world, and tell you your scoofies from, um, from Nosriwan to university masters, I'll take care of it. For some reason, you will not doubt it because you know that he has the money. The same way, if God tells you, you know what, that thing that you think is dead, it will come back to life. You should believe it because you know, or you should know the power that God has. You should know that he can do it. He has done it before. He will do it again. There's that song now. There's a popular song, same God back then. It's the same God right now. Like, it doesn't change. And BBB mentioned last week that since he, since he made everything, he rested. And he is inviting you into his rest. So that when you do things this time around, you don't do it with striving and struggling. You do it from a place of rest. And you'll be hearing comments like, I don't know why your own is different. I don't know why your own is different. Other people will be applying for something 68 times. They will not get it. You will just come apply once and you will get it. Who are you, Seth? What do you think? You are? Grace. So brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, depend completely on God. Hold on to his word. Trust him every day of fresh supply. Trust him every day, every single day. Don't trust him today and tomorrow you say, he's like, I won't trust him today, the day after tomorrow. Of course, you may have questions. Remember, question is not doubtful. Mary, when the angel told her I was going to happen, she said, how, can, how will these things be seen that I know no man? That's question. God knows your heart more than you now. He knows that you don't know. So you want to know. And sometimes he even waits for you to ask so that he will be able to give you more pointers. It's different from, hey, me, that I don't know any man. I will not get pregnant. Please say another thing. There are two different things. So brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we have to get a hold of our understanding in God's abilities. Get a hold of his word. Hold on to it. Continue to contend with that word. Continue to contend. Consistently remain in the place of koinonia. If you think you, oh, something happened, you slept off tonight. Don't, don't take it as an excuse to sleep off tomorrow night. After, after all, I slept off yesterday. Oh, you now, oh, oh, I did something that God, I'm ashamed. God will not be happy with me anymore. So I can't go to the place of fellowship anymore. No. No. Throw all that away. 
and go to your father, his arms are always wide open. He is always waiting on you to get on with the program. I pray that God will bless his word in our hearts tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for your audience. Um, any questions or contributions or comments? Questions, contributions, comments? I'm not BPP that I can point somebody and say, you, come outside and say your own. So, but let the spirit lead you. Don't hold on to the question because remember last week, somebody asked a question and in answering it, the whole of us that were on the call were blessed. So if you have a question, please, 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 or comments or contribution. Don't have. Nobody has. Where's the club? Clubhouse. Any questions from Clubhouse or comments? Okay, Eki, I see your hand is up. Ah, there's question. Because they say if a teacher teaches something and there's no question, maybe the teacher didn't say anything well. Eki, do you want to go ahead, please? Omit, omit your mic and just um, Hi, share. Hi, Thank you funny. so much. Yes, it was so, so packed. Um, so while you were speaking, I just remembered something that um, I'd read today, someone had shared. And it was about Romans, the book of Romans chapter 28. And I'm just going to read it. It says, this is, this is why waiting does not diminish us mm. any more than waiting dim diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, do not see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us. If we do not know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying. He does our praying in and for us, mm. making prayer out of wordless sighs, our aching groans. After God made the decision of what his children should be like, he followed this up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the, to the end, gloriously completing what he begun. So mm. what do you think? We got on our side like this. How can we lose? Mm -hmm. If God did not hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition, exposing Himself to the worst by sending His own Son, is there anything He will not gladly and freely do? Sarah, um, Lord. Okay, I think I yes. Um, <laughs> the point is that it gets so tired. Wait, it gets so tiring waiting especially because we have very imaginative minds and there are people around us that work in the manifestations of what we are trusting God for. Mm. And it's almost like, why can't you move? Like, I know you can move. Why won't you move? And I know it will cost you. All you need to do is say a word. Why won't you, you know? And the, it's hard sometimes to trust God's heart in the process. And, you know, I, I, like the, the person in the Bible, when I go to heaven, I'm just going to hug Joseph. I'm like, bruh, you tried. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, you you tried. How God will promote you from Potiphar's house to prison and you do not lose your mind and mm. give it to you. Mm. But you know, it's the beauty of the story because he's always working everything out, especially when it doesn't look like anything is happening. Yeah. So according to what you said, it's so important that we do not rely on our understanding 
that would just like cause us to trip and to mess up what God is trying to do. And then another analogy God gave me was like, um, so I was, after I read this, I was like, God, I've messed up. Like I've not waited. I've been doing everything, but you know, going through the process of refinement. And I was not getting where like, okay, can we start this over again? And he gave me this picture of a child cooking with their father. And mm. he said, if a child is cooking with their father, what would you expect the meal to be like? <laughs> and obviously the meal will be as good as the father can cook, right? Because even though the child, the child is there, it's not the child's work, right? It's the father that is mm-hmm. doing the whole process. Yes. So, so yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. Just a constant reminder. We need to learn to let go of our minds you know our yes. mindset how things should be and what they should look like and how we can get there and just you know surrender to the holy spirit and let him do what he already knows how to do best but thank you yes so much. yes thank you so much for your contribution please what was that scripture okay romans 8 i was going to ask for that so that others can take time to read it i think she read it in the message translation yes so powerful 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 i like that part that says god gave his son what do you think you will now withhold from you? You know, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. Anybody else wants to share? Anybody else wants to share? Okay, if, there, if there's nobody else that wants to share, I'll like to say thank you very much um, for joining Bible studies tonight and I will quickly bring up our BPPD no OBPPD <laughs> or then he said he was going to use it for two weeks so I think we still have like two days left on the timeline thank you very much everyone God bless you I pray that the word of God will continue to burn and burn and burn in our hearts and even remember we prayed for god to give us a measure of understanding that we have not experienced that we have not touched before so i believe that even in the visions of the night even on our day-to-day life the lord will shine more light on his word and will give us the the grace to just trust in him in jesus mighty name we pray Amen. God bless you. Thank Amen. you for joining. Hold on. Amen. Uh, is coming Amen. right up. BPP. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Mama. God bless you. I'll give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. BPP. BPP. It sounds like a political party. <laughs> Wow, so good. Wow. Were you blessed? Were you blessed? Yes, yes, yes. Come on now. See why I married her, right? You get it. <laughs> I'm so proud. Well done, Bubu. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for those words. So powerful. So, so powerful. Um, it's incredible to see from a different perspective. You know, when the Holy Ghost said, um, the anointing for Bible study today is not on you, it's on her. It's like, I love it. Let me see what my retirement will look like. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, thank God for that word, sustaining the rest. So it's really not about entering into the rest, mm-hmm. but your ability to stay, to, to, to rest, 
to stay in that state of rest. So many talking points. My spirit man was was traveling here and there. Just I just want to thank God. Uh, just want to pray. I want us to pray uh, for some of uh, for some of us here who could be you know struggling, you know, with entering into the rest first of all, and before you know even sustaining. The energy it requires the the energy it takes for you to enter is different from the energy it takes to sustain. Um, I'm a I'm a good swimmer, but I'm able to move from point A to point B, but I've not just been able to crack the code to be able to float, right? To have enough energy to go from one end to the other, but I've not learned uh, how to stay. You know, uh, why am I bringing that up? Because in a situation where there's like an emergency, where I'm in an open field, I, I may not have the energy to swim from the beginning to the end. This grace to stay might be what will keep me alive. So bear that in mind about sustaining the rest. There are people who have really entered into the measure of rest. They just stay there. Uh, there are people who, from the time we were born up until this moment, they've been on that high, you know, frequency. They've been on that high state, you know, be it finances, you know, be it in, in different fields. They've been top from the beginning to the end. And then we also know that there are many people that we have heard of who used to be great and today they are no more. Why? There's a grace that sustains. Praise God. I want us to lift our voices and pray. For the grace, so let me begin from the grace to enter. Um, the critical point in an airplane is the point of takeoff and then the point of landing because that's the, 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 the plane burns a lot of energy trying to live in the ground state into the air state and taking off requires a lot of energy. And then after a little while, there are turbulence. Then after turbulence, you, you hear cruise control. You're just on the cruise mode. And I trust God to release that grace tonight in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So let's lift our voices and begin to pray and ask the Lord for the grace to enter into his rest. The grace to enter into his rest. Let's lift our voices and just begin to ask God for that grace. There's grace available tonight. Let's ask the Lord for that grace. Please unmute your mics if you can. And just begin to pray and ask God for the grace. He said, there remaineth a rest for his people. He said, let us therefore labor, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, to enter into that rest. Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray for the grace to enter into that rest. By the power of God's Spirit, we enter Karashi Tili Sokotia. The grace to enter into that rest. Lord, let that grace be delivered. Where are my people praying? Are you praying? Grace to enter into that rest, Lord. That grace, oh God, we require. To be able to enter into that rest. There remained the rest. Oshabana kana meko siti gibiala. Dele vanakos kuriakratishki palade. 
Eledambo Gogobende Kesia, Lagradosia. We enter into that rest, the rest of God. The rest of God, the rest of God, there remained a rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters into that rest, ah, he sees from your own labor. Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 29, he said, for there you shall find rest for your soul. He said, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. We enter into that rest, Lord. We cease from all struggles. We cease from all challenges in the name of Jesus. And we enter into that rest. That rest, the rest, there remaineth the rest for God's people. Labano Gabatiche Gedele Rakasu Kretima Astefene Gadia. We enter Jesus. We enter. We enter into that rest. La Kredishke Bele Kasia. We know that there's a rest available for us. Mamba Bababakode Kisili Kadala Bado Koso Kotelia. We enter into that rest by the power of your spirit. That rest, Lord, we cease from our own labor. We cease from our struggles. We cease from our failures. We cease from our challenges. We labor to enter into that rest. We enter into that rest. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. That rest. Verse 10, for he that is entered into his rest, he also had seized from his own works as God did from his. Ah, Manoma, we seize from our works, Lord. We seize from our works, Lord. Raboko shakari bokori agaba. Negra nina nana nakosike diham. Lakrodoske sile pradoske diham. In Jesus. Precious name we pray. Tonight we spend time exploring sustaining the rest, maintaining it, so that you are not up today, down tomorrow. That's not the system of God. That you will enter and maintain. Enter and maintain. Before the Holy Ghost, Peter denied Jesus. He was up and down. When the Holy Ghost came on him, he was steadfast on the faith. Steadfast. There was not a time that they said Peter doubted again the Holy Ghost. One of the instruments of rest given to us is the Holy Spirit. To bring us into a, 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 a place where we are not, we are not thrown you know, to and fro. Hallelujah. A double-minded man say, can't receive anything from God. God walks with stability, trust in him hard. There's a level we're about to enter 
at that phase, it's either you know God well or you know the devil well. There's no in-between us. There are many people who play in between. Yes, in the low levels, fine. But as you ascend in life, it comes to a point. The devil will make you an offer. God will make you an offer. Choose ye this day who you will serve. No more in between us. You can't love mammon and love God. They cannot hold the same place in your life. No in between us in this phase. I dare to announce boldly to each and every one of us sharing. God said we are going to a good place where each and every one of us will be filled with such joy, such fulfillment, such contentment, such grace, such we will be in plenty. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. He said each and every one of us, we are entering into that place. That's why the teachings that are coming is to help you stay in that place. Not you are sick today, you are well tomorrow. No, you are constantly supplied by his spirit. There is a grace that sustains rest. I'm going to lift your voice and pray. Please unmute your mics, I beg of you. And let's pray. For the grace to sustain the rest. Look, brethren, it is possible for you to constantly be on the high with God. It is possible. I used to think it wasn't possible, but I know some things now. It is possible to be in that state where others are saying there is a casting down. But your testimony, not just confession because you don't want to say things. No, your confession, your reality is there is a lifting. There is a lifting. It is a grace. Let's lift our voice and ask. There is grace available tonight. Every time we teach on the subject, grace to back that reality is available. That's why after teachings, we must pray so that we can harness and enter into that grace so that it stays with us. Am I communicating this evening? There is a grace. Yes, sir. Lift your voice and begin to pray. For the grace to sustain this rest, this rest of God, the grace to, to, to enter and then sustain it, so that 20 years later, we ask you, how are you burning for Jesus? You say, I'm on fire as the one. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Oh, Jesus, we ask for the grace to sustain this rest. The grace, Lord. Lamo, kapatile, bakatia, dakrozonde, istepele, nagatila, dekosuke, patalikina. The grace to sustain your rest. The grace to sustain your rest. The grace, Lord, to sustain your rest. The grace to sustain your rest. The grace, Lord, let that grace be released. The grace to sustain your rest. Vanduka Banika Bala, Dele Grasco Fredish Kebelebia, Elesuka, 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 
grace to sustain the rest. The grace to sustain. Let it be released in the name of Jesus. The grace to sustain. The grace, Lord Jesus, to sustain your rest. We receive in the name of Jesus. The grace we receive. Your grace we receive. Your grace we receive. Your grace we receive. Your grace we receive. Shandoba. We receive that grace, Lord. We receive that grace. Oh Let it be Lord. 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 Let it be, oh Jesus. Come on, Mama, let it be. Grace. Let it be. Let that grace be released. Let that grace be released. In the matchless name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Let me release the grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound towards us. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. To obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy, finding grace to help in time of need. The grace for sustained rest is available. Lift your hands. Can you hear me on, on Zoom? Can you hear me? Marakosia Katia. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabba Kosia Katia. Nebo Sufe Etelita Baradoshe Dile Maso Kumana Katia Katia. The grace required to sustain the rest. Let that grace be delivered. In the name of Jesus. The grace you require for this season of rest. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The grace you require to sustain the rest that you have entered. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray that grace, oh God, that will swallow up everything that the enemy throws at you to throw you off guard to throw you off your balance. The grace to swallow it up. Let it be released in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, we give you glory and we give you praise. Precious Holy Spirit, I ask, oh God, for those who are confused on this call, who don't know what to do, I ask, Lord, for direction. I ask, Lord, that you will speak to them in the nighttime as they sleep. Open the eyes of the understanding that they may understand the season. 
children of Issachar, they understood the times. They could interpret the times. May you no longer be confused about the times. In the name of Jesus, I pray that strength in your inner man be released right now. Amen. All things begin to work together for your good by the power of God's spirit. The next time you go to pray, you will hear a word behind this saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it when you walk to the left and when you walk to the right. In the name of Jesus, you will no longer be confused. You will no longer struggle to understand what you must do. I pray, Father, according to your word in Proverbs chapter 4, Meku Petishke Pele Diakadia, verse 13. You said, He said, take fast hold of instruction. Keep her, let her not go, for she's your life. I pray that the instruction you require for your next phase, let it be released now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Suddenly, your heart be illuminated with insight for what to do by the power Amen. of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. We thank you for your peace. Thank you, Lord, for your daughter that you used to speak the word tonight. Let grace be supplied. That the next time she speaks, a fresh function will be released upon her. Her understanding of scriptures will open up to the next phase. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for everyone who has listened. That the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. The grace of God will be sustained in their lives. Lord, I pray for those that are expectant this week for a miracle who are looking unto you. You said in your word that they look to, to him. Their faces were lightened and they were not ashamed. I pray. That shame be taken away from your faces in the name of Jesus. And he will supply all you need. For the cause you require for your testimony to be complete this week. We call forth those calls in the name of Jesus. For the emails you require for your joy to be full this week. We call it forth in the name of Jesus. For the coincidences that need to happen for your lifting. We pray, let it be set in motion in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your angels who are at work in the life of your people. That their lives will never be the same again. To the glory of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And the people of God say big amen. 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 Um, Amen. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for coming out uh, tonight. Uh, we trust that the words that you have heard will cause a refining on the inside and your lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you. You guys were so quiet today. It's like the world was entering well. The world was a seller moment. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, sir. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Rest. Night. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, V. Olajide, Jimmy Topper, David.
Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us.